Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Glad to have you here. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action. And I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action every single day. Now, if this is your first time joining us or you've been with us for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here. Please rate and review the Living the Law of Action show on your favorite podcast platform. Now, on this show, my guests are incredible people, people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today, well, he does just that. Today, Mustafa Omar and I discuss building your future business based on your passions. So if you want to understand how to bounce from career to career and follow your passion, You want to learn how to be persistent in building your future and stay consistent so you can make your business based on your passions. Well, this is a show for you. Mustafa is a polymath, and we're going to discuss that. I didn't know what that was, and I figured it out. So he's able to pursue and find his passions, and that's the power of the polymath. We're going to talk about that. He started his career as a pharmacist, then an international diplomat, then investment banker, then currently an entrepreneur a life coach and author of the upcoming book, The Passion Project, which we will be talking about because it's really cool. Mustafa, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Hi, Rob. It's nice to meet you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. To Absolutely. Oh, well, we've already met before, but glad to have you here on this show. I love it. I love it. Thank so, you, Rob. Man, you've done a lot of stuff. So let's see. Pharmacist, international diplomat, investment banker, now entrepreneur, life coach, like how, okay, how did you transition from pharmacist to diplomat? <laughs> that's that's fascinating to me. <clears throat> that's yeah, that's an, an amazing story. I still remember and recall until now because it's helping me to f- focus on what's coming next. You know, and you know, I did it right. once. I followed my passions and my dreams, and uh, I still can do it, of course. All right, well, um, let's jump back even before that. Let's go back. <laughs> what were you before a pharmacist? Like, I mean, where, where were you, where were you based out of? Where were you living? And how, how did you become a pharmacist? Like, what were the steps to get to that? So by nationality, I'm Egyptian. I'm an Egyptian okay. national. I lived uh, in Cairo for a, not, not for long, but I used to travel with my dad, you know, everywhere almost. Uh, okay. In uh, Middle East, Europe, in Africa. And, um, my dream when I was 10, uh, or even before that, was to do many things. So I still recall when people used to ask me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just say, <laughs> I want to be an astronaut and I want oh, to be an awesome. engineer and I want to be a footballer, you know, like, you know, soccer player. I want to be right. five or six things. And, um, you know, and I still remember the same response every time. Oh, no, no, sorry. You cannot be all of this. You know, you have to pick one. <laughs> you yeah. got to pick one. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I kept that in my mind. I, I, you know, I kept that. And I was always dreaming to be an astronaut, really. And I wanted to be a soccer player. I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be other things. Right. Uh, but I realized after some time when I grew up a little bit is that, 
you know, I really have to stick to one thing. Okay. Um, that one thing was to be a diplomat. I saw a guy, God bless his soul. Uh, may he rest in peace. He, he passed away five, six years ago. And that guy was a legend. You know, I was 10 years old, 11 years looking at him as wow. wow. You know, that's pretty okay. I don't know a lot of 10 or 11 year olds that like, I want to be an international diplomat. That's, that's pretty wild. I mean, I, seeing that guy and he had every single, uh, I, I would say trait of being a diplomat. You know, he was an ambassador. Right. Um, he was a good looking guy. Right. Uh, much more, <laughs> much better than me. <laughs> he was quite tall. Okay. Uh, and, and he was so kind. And he was down to earth. He was talking to every single person, even I mean, me as a 10 years old boy. That's pretty cool. Like looking at him. Wow. This is great. You know, yeah. and he could talk in anything. I mean, the, the impression that I got, I don't know why I got that impression. I got that impression of seeing somebody who is, uh, I could, I would call it encyclopedic person, you know, okay. He's just got an, it. Yeah, he was so just, just kind of a polymath. Could... See, I did my homework. Exactly. He's a polymath. Okay. So <laughs> exactly. why don't you go ahead and explain what a polymath is? I, I'm curious as your take. I so see if I'm correct. So a polymath is someone who has the ability to have incredibly different pursuits exactly. and knowledge of a wide variety of information. Exactly. Is that it? Close. Uh, it, it's exactly, and it's a Greek okay. uh, term. Uh, okay. And uh, the poly, you know. Uh, the syllable of, of Greek, it means many, right? Uh, right, right. Uh, and math is, is depending on, you know, you know, building or bringing different aspects together. So right. a polymath is uh, very, very briefly and very uh, simply is somebody who spent different, uh, several years in different uh, careers. Now, I would right. say okay. somebody who spent four or five years in different careers. Three or more, you're a polymath. Congratulations. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So I love it. So, okay. So you met the guy, you want to be an international diplomat at 10 years old. And then where did things take you? Because you didn't jump right into be an international diplomat. Exactly. I started preparing myself when I was 13, 14. And I said, you know, now I have to start preparing myself. So I just started, you know, it's a competition. So almost every two years, there is a big competition in the whole country. You have sometimes 2000 contestants. You're going to take 20 or 30 out of them. Okay. So I had to prepare very early in advance, <laughs> even several years before. So uh, reading in history, uh, reading about geography, uh, uh, gathering information, you know, general information, uh, capitals of the world. At that time, when I was 14, I was, I could recall and remember every single uh, capital in the whole world. Okay. Um, that's pretty impressive. I, I don't uh, think I could even do in... <laughs> I don't think I could even do 10 in the United States. It's pretty bad. Of course, I'm not an international diplomat. I'm a podcast host, so that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I, I tried my best. I was, I, I was looking at what I could do at that age. I had a lot of passion. Again, the same right. idea of building right. everything on passion. And uh, when you have passion, you learn very fast, you know, and very, very quick. Um, I agree. But then I had the, you know... Um, uh, a turn in, in, in my career. Uh, when I was 16, I found out that I loved chemistry so much. And at that age, I was never be able to excel in something like chemistry. So I decided something crazy. 
And I went to my dad, you know, and I told him, um, you know, I love chemistry and I want to study all kinds of chemistry. Okay. And wow. I, I did my homework and research and I found that's only in, you know, in, in pharmacy, you know, I have to be a pharmacist right, in order right. to study all kinds of chemistry. So from or a drug dealer or a, or a drug <laughs> manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so you want exactly. the legal route, the legal route. <laughs> exactly. So all kinds of chemistry, all the way from inorganic to organic, to analytical, all the way to pharmaceutical chemistry, which is only there. And, um, I still recall, you know, he said, you want to be a diplomat, right? I said, yes, but I want to study all kinds of chemistry. And I'm not interested in studying, you know, political theories and, you know, global affairs, all those. I think you can get, you know, all those information by practice. But chemistry, I have to study. Anyway, I decided I went to university. I studied for five years. I forgot about my big dream to be a diplomat. And then after four and a half years, I started getting by that dream in my last semester. I started okay. thinking back and wow, now I think it's the time you're about to graduate. So do you want right. to do this forever? Do you want to do, you know, be a pharmacist for, or do you want right. to go back to your old dream? Wow. And I just started, you know, thinking and reflecting. I spent the whole semester rather than just studying and preparing myself for exams. I was just, you know, uh, thinking of what I really want to do, what really matters for me in life. Um, and uh, it took me a while to decide. Um, and we can always uh, reflect on that, but I, it's something I learned in my life. I shouldn't take those big decisions about my life unless I'm in a high right. spiritual status. Right. So right. I took my time to reflect. I took time and I waited for the right moment. For me, the right moment, because uh, I, I'm of Muslim faith. So it's Ramadan. Where do you pray? Okay. Where do you fast? And, gotcha. Uh, so it's like the highest level the whole year. You are right, just recharging right. your battery for the whole year. And I decided. Um, okay. And I started preparing myself three years and a half while working as a pharmacist. I right. was studying global affairs, international law, economics, three languages. I had to have be fluent in three languages. Um, and talking about the fears, I had a lot right. of fears. Back to my childhood, I was kind of a very introvert and shy child. Uh, I didn't have much confidence, you know. Uh, Did you overcome I, your fear and of lack of confidence by going into the intellectual pursuit of really just diving into th- to things like being an international you know, diplomat and being a pharmacist, is that the way you did it? So like, yes, I'm shy and yes, I'm introverted. And I, the way that I can overcome that is to dive deep and use my brain and be very um, intentional on that. Is that one way that you overcame your fear? Uh, you know, I love the stories of underdogs. You know, okay. One of my favorite stories is Rocky. Okay. And I grew up on All that right. story or that movie. Okay. Right? Um, I still recall when I was six, seven years old, I was watching, you know, like, uh, his movies, especially the second one, he was running in the streets of Philadelphia and kids were running oh, after yeah. him. I was imagining yeah, yeah. myself running yeah. after him, you know? And, <laughs> so cool. Oh no. And, so you wanted to be a boxer too. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was implanted in my brain at that age that, you know, I think, and I thought the only way to do anything you want is to do your best is to keep pushing. Right. Right. You know, even if you, if you have your fears, even, even if you have your problems, your, you know, your challenges, keep pushing, 
you know, keep pushing. Uh, and I believed in his story that became the reflection of my story. You know, all the time I say, I have to do like him, you know. <laughs> um, to be a pharmacist, even that wasn't easy, you know. Pharmacy- no, not, you know, people think it's just counting pills. Um, you actually are making sure that people don't die. Like that's a big, no, seriously, you have to make sure with the interactions and making sure it's the right dosage. And there's a lot more um, than just counting pills. I do agree 100%. And I spent three years and a half working as a pharmacist while preparing myself to be a diplomat. I didn't have much passion for that, except my passion for chemistry. But I say it, you know, every day I'm going helping people. You know, right, to right. cure themselves, to find, you know, good right. things and, and build relationship in that aspect and build trust with them as well. Right. Until I managed to get to my dream career, which is to be a diplomat. Something big, bigger, much bigger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still recall every single day with my own fears and uh, people around me, almost 99.9% of people around me were just saying, you cannot do it. You are a pharmacist. And it ne- never happened in the history <laughs> right, know, that right. a, a pharmacist can become a diplomat. And um, they could say it in many ways. Some people would look at me, you know, in a very doubting way. And I was like, I could see that. I could read that in their eyes. And it was tough for me because, you know, it's I need somebody to encourage me. Um, right. uh, I didn't have many around me, maybe except my parents you know, the closest uh, uh, family members. And one of my best friends, he passed away uh, seven, eight years ago. He was the only one who was really encouraging me. But the rest, right. they were discouraging in many ways. You know what's uh, interesting that, about that? A lot of people will doubt their own belief in what they can do. And exactly. so they like, well, you know, I'm better than him. And so I don't really want to encourage him to do it because if he exactly. does it, why am I not doing it? Exactly. 100%. You can tell a lot of people about their insecurities by how supportive or not supportive they are of exactly. people in their life. Exactly. I've seen that all and, the time. And I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I was talking the other day and it's the, it's the crab philosophy, the crabs in a bucket, you know, yeah. they're like, I don't think I can climb out. So I know you're climbing up out of this bucket, but I don't think I could do it. So you're not going to do exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. And the toughest way possible ever could, could happen to me that somebody comes to me and they say, like my boss, when I was a pharmacist, you know, you're right. stupid. You're wasting your time. Look at your oh. colleagues. Look at your peers. You know, look at where they are right now and where, what you are doing. You are wasting your money on, you know, getting courses on learning. And you other were stuff. probably a good pharmacist, weren't you? You were a good pharmacist, weren't you? I was because I loved it. And I always right. love to do my best. So I... He know. probably... Yeah, he just didn't want to lose you. Um, I mean, it's very, I think it sounds very selfish. Like, you're dumb. Okay, well, if I'm so dumb, why do I work for you? And why am I in charge of people's medicine, which is life or death situation? Yeah. And it didn't make sense for him at that time. Even my colleagues right. home, you know, didn't right. make sense. And they said, you know, come on. This is it's something that's happening once every two years. The only it's a really 20. fun jump. It's a fun job. <laughs> okay, said, so I'm curious, what exactly is a is an international diplomat do? Like, what it what what do you do? A, a, a diplomat is some is I mean, diplomacy in general is one of the most diverse 
careers ever. You could do too okay. many things. What I like to say in my career, um, in my diplomacy career, I had many lives. You know, like okay. it's, it's it's a one big life, but I have many lives right. inside. So right. in in general, I'd say you are taking care of bilateral relations between your country, you know, and the other country. Okay. And that bilateral okay. is too many. That bilateral from politics to economics to trade right. to cultural, which is more fun, to sport. Right. Um, right. Um, and I was lucky to work in the United Nations in New York. Uh, so that's another level because it's the multilateral right. level. That's it's the major different. leagues, baby. Yeah, that's the major <laughs> leagues. Yeah, exactly. yeah. The multilateral aspect is uh, is, is is a different, uh, you know, scope. You are dealing. You you know you are looking. You are in a general assembly. You are looking at everybody at the same time. So you are building this big horizon. You know, you're learning how to negotiate in a multi-dimensional, you know, way. Uh, you know, right. lobbying and so that was a, an amazing experience. I work in in Africa as well. I work in Malawi. Uh, that was my first exposure as a diplomat. So, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it's good to go to a small country uh, because you have a small team and right. only ambassador and me. So I had a big right. exposure, you know, as right. a young diplomat, a young French diplomat. So right. I was almost doing everything, everything. And what country were you a diplomat for? <clears throat> I was um, a diplomat in Africa, in Malawi. I was in China okay. and I was in United okay. Nations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so you were, so you, you represented those countries or what country, country I represented did you represent? Egypt. I okay, got Egypt. it. Okay, that's what I wanted. In, so, okay. Exactly. So in communicating, so when you were with Egypt, you're, you're in Africa and you're at embassy in Africa and you're working on the relations in Africa with Egypt. Exactly. And then in China, okay, you do the okay. same. And okay, in the United Nations, okay. you do the same. Exactly. Okay, got it. Okay. So it's one of the most diverse experiences ever because each country has its own you know, expertise, its own focus. Uh, you need to focus, for example, in countries like the US or, or, or UK or China on bilateral much. There are a lot to do. There. Right. You have a bigger teams even there. That's a big um, responsibility. I mean, you're, you're, that's a big responsibility. It, it is actually. It's a it's a big responsibility from all, all, all you know always. When I was twenty five years old, I was the chargé d'affaires or the like, let's say the second man, the DCM in the in the embassy, and I was handling you know bills of millions, worth of millions of your right. store. That's amazing. And that's tough. You know that's not easy because I'm still learning. But because you're right. a second man in that small embassy, <laughs> you have to do all those stuff, right? So uh, it's like Mustafa knows what he's doing. Look, he's I love it. It's a great. That's amazing. I, I just find that fascinating to go from a pharmacist to an international diplomat. That's pretty remarkable. Um, and then working in the UN. That's. Yeah. Was yeah, was was really tough, but uh, you know, as a pharmacist and jumping into that career, I had to learn very quickly. I have to trust myself. I have to build some confidence, and then the best approach is to accept whatever task that you get on the table. So, right, whatever you get, right. you have to learn it. There's no way, right. and that's right. some, something helped me for you know in in my future uh, careers. That. You cannot say I cannot do it. You cannot say I don't know how to do it. You have to figure out right, how right. to do it. Um, so how do you do that? How do you overcome your fear? Because everybody has fears of, of, of transition and, and following their passions. How did you overcome that? Because the next thing we're going to talk about is how 
let's see, pharmacist, international diplomat. And I'm like, I'm bored now as international diplomat. So I'm going to become an investment banker. Like, really? So how do you overcome your fear? How, what, what allows you to do this? Uh, Even with the naysayers out there. <laughs> exactly. Fears are always part of us, you know. And, of course. You know, we are of human course. beings and uh, we of have course. to adapt to them, right? Um, and I knew myself and I knew that I have all my fears and all my, you know, inner doubts. But again, back to, to my beliefs that only hard work will pay off, you know, for me. Yeah. I, if yeah. I work hard, I will get it. And the power of consistency. You know, if you are consistent, if you do every day, 20 to 30 minutes, the same thing, you know, you're going to beat whoever, you know, he's just, right, you know, right. <laughs> um, persistence is something else. Um, I had to, had to be persistent. I had to learn from Rocky, for example, how he was, you know, got hit right. and, you know, fall down and get up again. Yeah. So And momentum and momentum. And you have to exactly. have that momentum in your life. And exactly. people miss the part of if you keep doing little baby steps it creates momentum exactly. where bigger things happen exactly and exactly. it's amazing how it just all lays out before you when you have that momentum I and you have 100%. to just keep moving forward even if you move one millionth of an inch you have to keep moving forward in whatever your pursuits are exactly exactly and what helped me is the preparation part so i spend time on deciding and that's what right. really, you know, made a difference. Uh, I didn't just say, you know, I, I want to be a diplomat. I know. Let's, let's start. No, no, no. Right. I took almost seven, eight months deciding. Right. And deciding means yeah. reflecting, thinking, you know. Do I yeah. want to do this career all the time? Do I want to do this career forever? Do you want to live this life or do I want to uh, become a diplomat and travel the world, learn other languages, you know, you know, be in contact with other cultures and, you know, do something big. Yeah. Uh, so I was always connecting things with what really matters for me in my life and what really would make me tick and what make me enjoy my life and, you know, right. have a passionate life. So right. when I was ready to decide, um, and again, when I say that, you know, I'm reaching to the highest spiritual status, means that you know you are just connected to the universe the universe is around you right. sending you messages exactly signs. Exactly. so oh, yeah if you you know connect to the nature and universe and the, that that universe started sending you messages that you are on the right path keep yeah. moving and, yeah and that's amazing you know i received too many signs were telling me that i was on the right path when i right. was changing you know from a pharmacist to a diplomat and you can uh, feel it you can feel it when you're in flow. You can feel exactly it. like exactly. you really can feel it, and you know when you're not in flow and you're in friction. Exactly, like it's very obvious. A lot of people are are stuck in careers that are just not the right flow for them. They're not supposed to be doing that, and they have this just feeling of unworthiness. Like this is all I'm able to do, and they're so locked in by fear. It's exactly. it's terrible. It's just life is so precious. And we, we have such an opportunity here to do anything we really want. I mean, you're an example. I mean, pharmacist, you know, uh, diplomat, now investment banker. And now, and now you're working, you know, you're an author. And so, so then you went from diplomat to investment banker. How did that transition? Uh, I, 
again, the signs make make a difference, you know, and and because you do everything passionately, you know, uh, you do it. Right. I never thought of that. I wanted to come back to New York again, to the UN again, and, and this time I wanted to spend, you know, <laughs> more years there. Um, right. Uh, then suddenly something happened to me. Um, uh, and again, I believe in signs. When, when a message comes to you, you know, you shouldn't ignore it. Or let's say cold no. where they come to you. Right. You shouldn't exactly. ignore it. Um, right. When the first time came to me and they say, you know, that bank actually is very important. It's like the World Bank 70 years ago, but it's just starting. Right. Okay. Right. And I was in China. I spent... At that time, I was already in China for six, seven years. As I used to speak Chinese fluently, still speak, of course, fluently Chinese. And um, and the person who told me that bank actually is starting, and it's very similar to the World Bank. And you will right. be the person who can connect that bank to those other countries, other regions, like in Latin right. America and the Middle East and Africa. So you should be an asset there. So the first person told me, you know. Consider working in a bank, and I say, of course, no way. I'm going to New York. You know, after here, right. I'm going back to New right, York. right, right. But then the repetition of the sign is a sign in itself. So when yeah. a week later somebody else who doesn't know the first person came to me and spoke about the same thing, and I just look at him, really, you know, <laughs> and and he said to me almost the same thing. You know, why you don't look there? I actually I see you there because because of your relationship and you know your cultural awareness and, you know, your ability to bring, you know, different cultures together, you can right. bring that bank to those regions and you can right. do a lot. And I started thinking, you know, and then... Like a natural third, progression, like a natural very, progression. Okay. Exactly. So the the key here was to have that open mindset, okay? Because, again, the, the universe sent to us messages, or let's say once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Right. Either we read them, we take them, you know, uh, you know, look at them and consider. Right. Or, uh, or not, or they vanish right. forever, they vanish forever. So if we yeah. take them, they transform our life. And this Absolutely. is what actually happened to me. So I was in mid-level career. I was going back home. I would be a manager in, you know, in, in, in foreign ministry. Um, I had a nomination which was quite big in, at that time. So I was, I, you know, I, go, I could get a nomination to be on a very, in a state level, you know, in, in the country's so right. president office. Right. And then right. after that, I could go to New York. But receiving those messages, which is something I never thought about, and, you know, and investment banking, you know, I never, I don't have a degree right. in investment. I right. don't have finance background. I don't have all those things. But then when those messages came, kept on coming to me, I started considering and yeah. because what I could call sometimes the big opportunity comes after the small opportunity, you know, yeah. uh, the universe. It gets you ready for it gets you exactly. ready for the big opportunity. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So uh, while I was at the embassy, I got that small opportunity while I was doing my, my normal day job. I was in charge of infrastructure projects, you know, cross countries back home. Right. So I was the one right. who was handling all these things. I didn't right. understand nothing about that at that time. And everybody was pushing that file. But for me, I say, wow, that's interesting. You know, you're going to learn something new. It's challenging, right. but why not? Right. And, yeah. you know, the first year was very, very tough. Second year, I was, 
you know, grasping everything around. And in the third year, I was actually mastering these things. So that was the kind of the small opportunity that prepared me to the big opportunity. And then everything, you know, clicked. I went to the bank and another career started. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> you know, now from investment bank, banking, now you're an uh, entrepreneur. So you, you have life coach business. And then also you're an author. You have a new book coming out. It's called The Passion Project. Build the career that you were born to have and find your life purpose. And, you know, so just give me an overview of the book, of how that is. I mean, we've talked a lot about where you've been. And I think it's amazing how you can really find your passion and your life purpose and you can reset and you can find another passion and life purpose. Is that really what the book's about? <laughs> exactly. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm driving on my practical experiences and changing careers based on my passion shift because uh, sometimes right. people, you know, they think that they were following their passion at some point, but then that passion changed or you know, as human beings, we change. So, right, uh, right. 10 years ago, me and you, Rob and myself, 10 years ago, we were different persons. We were doing different Absolutely. things. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I was asked that question in 2010, whether you would consider to be an entrepreneur. I say, no way. No way. I don't have that entrepreneur mindset. I would never be an entrepreneur. So having that, you know, open mindset and shift your passion uh, or shift with your passion, you know, as long as your passion, right. passion shift or change, you, you shift with, right. is the key. And um, the, the way I'm structuring the book is quite interesting. Uh, if we consider our life, careers, or businesses as projects, so it's better to build them on the right foundations, okay? Oh, foundation uh, is so important. Oh, right? Uh, yeah. Some people, I have seen that in my life all the time. Some people are building their lives on the on the wrong foundations. And what right. they do is they spend most of the time trying to fix the problems coming from those weak foundations. Right. You right. have to, you have to, have to, have to have a super strong foundation, just like you're building a house in order to build on that exactly. business. Exactly. And a lot of people so, don't. And what happens is they start their business and then they have all these problems. Exactly. And then they give up, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. So giving up is, I mean, Giving up is not something bad, but you have to know when you want to give up or when you want right. to quit and when you want to persist. And exactly. that's back again to the preparation phase. And the preparation phase will make sure that now I have to do all what I got. I have to, you know, do my best. I can die for this, but, you know, make it happen. And, you know, not doing the right preparation is what would make you quit and what would make, you know, listen right. to people around you. Right. So what I'm right. doing in the book here, the passion project is first, I am building the right foundations before we jump into what's your passion. Right. And the right, right. foundations here, I'm discussing um, myth or, you know, beliefs that people believe all, all their lives in and such myth. Right. And I'm right. busting all of them. For example, yeah. one of them back to the idea of having being a polymath. Um, one of the ideas is in order to succeed in life and, you know, enjoy and blah, 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 um, is to be a specialist. Okay. Get a degree, major, stick to that career, grow, get promoted, right. and you're successful. Um, right. The jack of all trade is not something uh, that is advisable in most of the cultures. Even, you know, and right. I've seen that almost right. in 30 languages. 
the same proverb, you know, the same yeah, not a good speaking thing. about. Yeah. I stay in my lane. I stay in my wheelhouse. And that's been really good for me. I, I, <laughs> like, I'm not going to be a pharmacist. I'm not going to be an international diplomat. I'm certainly not going to be an investment banker. <laughs> That's funny. But utilizing my voice <laughs> and my creativity, that works really well for me. Exactly. And you're somebody who has done too many things as well. So you did a stick to one thing, you know. So yeah. you've been doing several well, other things. I, I, find, I find when I stick to what has to do with my voice and my heart and my passion to inspire people to live every day like they want to be alive and to live exactly. a life of inspired action, exactly. it flows. It, it works. Exactly. And so, exactly. yeah. And I, but when I don't and I digress, not good. Not good. <laughs> I do agree. Not good. So that's no, the main no. thing for you is, is the passion, having that passion. As long as you still yeah. have the passion for it, keep, you know, keep pushing. Oh, yeah. So back to the idea of being, being a polymath is that, um, I'm just busting that myth, you know, that being a specialist is not the only definition of success. Okay, that's one of the definitions. Yes, of course. Right. Um, but being a polymath is another definition of success. And I'm, I'm saying why. You know, for example, somebody who spent several years in different careers is somebody who's able to be more creative. If somebody is able to bring solutions for right. new problems from that ex-career or that ex-experience. And it happened to me uh, all the time. For example, in my banking career, I was the outsider all the time. Okay. Somebody who was looked at from insiders as, you know, what right. this guy's doing here. <laughs> right, right, right. But because of my expertise in different other things, for example, in business development, in building relationship right. with governments. Okay. Because I've been doing that all the time. Yeah. At a very high level. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Negotiation. Cool. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah. That's helpful. So I was using all those strengths in my new career. So because no one was able to see things from my perspective, because I have this eye, uh, like, you know, um, like uh, how to say the eye bird view, for example, right? Or right. bird eye right, view, right? right? Right. Is you can look at things from different perspective. Um, I would like to quote here. Um, there is a mathematician, American mathematician called Freeman Dyson back in the fifties. He wrote a very interesting article, uh, comparing specialists to polymath or generalist. So he compared, you know, specialists for him were like frogs. Frogs, they knew every single tiny details down in the mud. Okay. But if you take them out of, of that place, they don't know, right? right. They know down there. Right. While right. generalists or polymath, they are like birds. They are up there on the trees. They can connect right. different horizons. They can see different horizons. And right. for him, none is better than the other. You need both even in your team. You need people who right. are, have this 20 years of experience in one tiny single thing, right? They can right. give you right. all the experience that they have. And then you have people who are connecting things. You know, you're the 30,000 foot view. Yeah, exactly. you're 30,000 foot view. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. I gotcha. So I'm busting all the Smith in the first okay. phase of the book. Then I'm jumping next to, I call it the golden triangle. And the golden triangle here is your passion, your values, your vision for your dream lifestyle. And right. if we imagine here, we are driving a car on a long, long journey. I think you need only three things in, in that big journey. You need enough fuel. You need a right. GPS to tell you where to go and how to go. 
and you need an end destination to write down, put down on your GPS tracker to say, okay, I'm going to go there. You know, I have 500 right. miles of driving and I need to get there, right? Right. So your fuel, if your passion, okay, your passion, if you have enough passion for what you're doing, you have enough fuel to go on that long journey and go until the end, right? Right. Your GPS is your values. And a lot of people ignore their values. Maybe they focus only on their passions, but yeah, our values yeah. are very important. Very important. Uh, I give an example in my last career change. My two top values at that time when I did that change were my family and my freedom. Okay. Yeah. And based on two things, these two things, I decided to leave the banking career to be with right. my mom and my sister in London because both of them were sick. Got it. And I couldn't think of myself all the time. I said, I have really to have them as one my priority. So right, I decided right. to leave and quit my job in the banking career and leave the foreign ministry because in the same month, because I was actually on leave from my, the foreign ministry. So again, satisfying and fulfilling your values will make you enjoy. It will make you, you know, you are fulfilled in the highest status right. of fulfillment. Okay. Right. And the end destination is your vision for your dream lifestyle. And each one of us has those, whatever, you know, this is my right. dream lifestyle, living in that city by the sea or in a farm or that big house. This is my uh, dream, uh, I would say, working day, you know, waking up in the morning or waking up late. This is my dream. Yeah, you, weekend, you, have, to, right? you have to have a destination. Exactly. So having those three things together will make sure that you are on the right track. So, and, you know, getting to the right point. Okay. And then from there, once, you know, even I do that with my clients right now, once they decide what they really want to do, then the, f the next phase is to build the skills needed to reach that destination. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, your book comes out when? It's soon to be out. When's it, it, when's it going to be out? It, it should be sometime this year. It's, it's still, you know, it's okay. the first draft. There's still a lot of work. I got uh, you. On, I got <laughs> you. Well, if you want to follow along with Mustafa and his uh, journey of his book, it, go to thepassionmba.com. You can also hit him up on Instagram at thepassionmba. And, uh, you know, I just think he's a, a great guy and you should follow him and, and, and learn more about him. He's definitely... I've never heard of it before, but he's a polypath, and I find that truly fascinating. Mustafa, thank you so much for being here today on the Living the Law of Action show. Thank I really you, appreciate Rob. it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me, and I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, great guest. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guest, Mustafa Amar, to touch your heart, move you, inspire you, and remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, act. Live a life of inspired action. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.